This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How How are you? I'm good. Good. Are you yeah, watching? Yeah, that's a... a lie. I'm okay. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, it's one of those I'm okay days. You know how you just have a, I'm all right. You know, I'm good. Things could be better. Things could be worse. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Can you do me a little bit of favor? Sure. Because, um, I, I, we have this new thing, the town council. Yes, sir. Right. So I'm just learning about it. The Garage Logic Town Council. Okay. So, and, and I know we were going to talk. About a totally different subject, right? Sure, that's right fine, before that's fine. this, you said, "Hey, I want no to talk words. about the hurricane." And I said, "Let's do it." And then I jumped to, "Let's talk about the town council." So what? What I see when I came in here, like the video was still up from Garage Logic. Yes. So how I get a little bit more of that, right? I get to see you get the, all of that. So do I see Kenny? Because Kenny was smoking a cigar <laughs> yes. at the end of this. He yeah. doesn't smoke during the normal show, does he? No, he he does. Oh, he does. He, he d- genuinely tries to keep it so that you can't really tell. Okay. But yeah, he he'll he'll light one up every now and again. Okay, that's uh, what I, makes Kenny lovable, Kenny. Sure. So he's he's smoke out him smoking, him. Yeah. and you get so if if you become a member of this town council, mm-hmm. you get all these benefits, and including you get to see more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. that going to work for you guys? Because well, I, I think you might be nervous. When about that. this first was broached, oh boy, months ago, mm-hmm. I sat in one of those all important, you know, big meetings with. The big timers, yeah, you know, all yeah, the, the heavy yeah. hitters, Top the, talent here, the, yeah. the, the the suits of the building, mm-hmm. and everyone was, oh, this is this great. And I didn't say a word for about forty five minutes, right? Just sat there, going nodding, going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then finally, uh, the boss says, "Well, Reavers, you've been kind of quiet. Your thoughts?" I go, "This is a terrible idea." Oh no. <laughs> Well, I mean, and they it, do, well, it's, and I'll, I'll it's a very, very good idea, but you're worried that people will see. You guys behind the scenes. It's not even necessarily that because the one thing, and I'm being serious when I say this, the one thing I genuinely appreciate about working with not only Joe, but Rook, Kenny, mm-hmm. Johnny, and I think myself to a certain degree, you've known me long enough. Yeah. We are who we are. Yeah. We're not pretending to no, be somebody it's, it's on not the an air. air. Well, the only thing that's different is you have very, you use very clean words. On the podcast. And that's where I'm going. Yeah. Because we have the switch that we can flip. I call it I call it dad brain. Mm -hmm. When I see that this light is on, just like in radio days. Microphone light. I I go to dad brain where Mm -hmm. I don't swear. Mm -hmm. Um in fact I I hardly I don't well that's not true. But I try very, very hard not to swear in front of my kids. And it's not because I'm this wholesome it's because You know, you want your kids to kind of grow up in a certain environment. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? And I just have always kind of really valued that. Well, my, my point being, you get you, I have what's called dad brain. Yeah. Just the, the lights on, boom, you just switch the, the, the governor. And when it relates to when we're not recording GL, when we know we're quote-unquote in a break, mm-hmm. things tend to get said about get a little loose. maybe the way that we truly feel about something, okay. even though that's not really the way you can portray it. Into a, a, a broadcast platform. Remember when Donald Trump was on that bus 
with the guy from Inside Edition. Sure do. And he made some comments about how you can just grab women. Yep, it doesn't yep, matter. Yep. That was kind of like akin to what you're talking about. Joe's constantly making. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. No. Is that not it? Well, but okay. But honestly, here is my here is my greatest fear. And I and I and I told the bosses like this is going to be how I'm presenting. I'm I'm gladly going to promote it. Mm-hmm. I know this is a good thing. Ultimately it, it is for the a company. good thing, and a lot of people are doing this. But it makes I a lot of have. Sense. I have a fear of it being 2022, mm-hmm. not 2002 anymore. Okay. And the fact that one small thing taken out of context can be blown up into something that it's really not. I mean, I've seen it. How many times have we seen that in the last handful of years where something enormous uh, was created out of something that was very minimal benign is a perfect word taken out of context and i just thought that's the kind of thing that that can get us into a lot of trouble and 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 i like i love doing the show and i just would hate to see it conclude because of something like that yeah and i don't think it will uh, because i don't either you know no one on this podcast is that divergent than what they're talking about every day right and they they're they would never be disrespectful in a way that would be Inappropriate, right? right? I mean, I mean, I get guys are guys, right? But it's funny that you say that because there's a very popular podcast that I really like. It's uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Senator from uh, the great state of Texas, and a gentleman named Michael Knowles. And they have a, a podcast kind of like this, right? It's a very popular podcast, and but they have a, a behind a paywall section, right? Okay, all right. And they laugh because all of their detractors have to pay the to get behind the paywall to listen to every word they say. So when Ted Cruz says something like, if you're a lazy barista, you know, he was making a comment about people who just, he just happened to say barista. And, you know, and they were like, oh, so he doesn't like the working guy that has a regular job. And he's like, oh, he's like, thank you so much for having to pay to behind the beat to get that stuff so you could complain about it on your news stations with me. You know, he's like, so he actually takes it as kind of a positive because at least he got the 10 bucks a month out of them. Sure. To, yeah. Okay. So I, I, th- I think it's, I think it works. It makes sense. Well, and again, it's okay. For, I'll, I don't know if this is a, a, a proper analogy to make, but have you seen the viral video? I think it came out over, it was either over the weekend. What, what It was very recent in which, you know, one of those um, ring cameras. Mm-hmm. So the doorbell camera and it was a, I don't know if it was a sales guy or a repair oh. guy. You know where I'm going with this, right? Yes. He he goes to so it's an African American man that answers the door mm-hmm. and he says to him, "Hey, I'm here to work on your neighbor's I don't know if it was a sprinkler system, yep. whatever yep. it was. Solar panels. He a solar panel. Yep. Thank you. And he doesn't say neighbors. No, he uses He the says big the word, really the bad N word. Yeah. And I th- I'm thinking not that Joe would ever say and I'm not no, even it trying has to no make, correlation to this. But what show. I'm yeah, saying yeah. is a mistake can happen. Well, the the best part about that video is the Which guy I could, says, "I could not believe that that guy didn't deck him." By well, the way, well, no, I mean the the guy instantly said, "I'm so sorry. I meant to say neighbors." And then the the gentleman who answered the door left, and the guy walks to the end of like the end of the camera range, and he's standing there shell shocked, like, "What did I just accidentally say?" Right, and that. And I, I, I feel for the guy who answered the door, who was called the name accidentally, right? Which I cannot believe the amount of grace and dignity yeah, he showed. He just, like, just said, get moving, dude. Get, get out of here. Yeah, get going. Hey, you're a sales guy. Yeah. Get, get out of my yeah. house or and, get away from my house. But the guy stood at the end of his deck, standing there like the, the salesman, just a hand in his, at his forehead like, what have I done? Like he, he wanted to go back and say, dude, 
that's not me. Well, A, like, it's no. going to be found out who he is. Yep. He's probably going to lose his job. Yeah, and yeah. he's now going to be that guy forever because he's clearly visible on this camera. Oh, it was just a horrible, horrible. My my favorite ring cam of all favorite ring cams. First of all, ring cams, you have to really pay a lot of attention to that. So yep. a guy who goes to his girlfriend's house to meet his girlfriend's parents for the very first time. He tells his girlfriend that he has to run out to his car. Oh, no. He hops outside like two feet from the front door and proceeds to release the largest fart I've ever heard (laughs) all on ring camera, all on ring camera. He turns around and sees the little light of the blue light, like going around the circle of the ring camera. And you can see him like put like, no, no, no. And it just sure enough recorded this brand new boyfriend just releasing the hounds, the hounds outside of his new in-laws, well, girlfriend's family's house. So before we get to the top, now now you really got me going yeah. here. So we've all been there, right? We've yeah. all had the, that, that, we'll the, call that it moment. the boyfriend yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I can relate. I honestly can. Because when my now wife started dating 75,000 years ago, mm-hmm. I, I just said, in fact, I still don't. I do not pass gas in front of her. Sure. I, it's nice of I, you. I'm just, that, that's just, because it's not really because I'm trying to be a gentleman. I don't want to smell it from her either. Yeah. That's yeah. just the rule. Yeah, God, oh my God, if she did it, you'd yeah. have to dump her. No, exactly. Yeah. Girls don't do yeah, that. I don't even know if they go to the bathroom. So I, I've always said, I'm just I'm just not going to do that. And she's, oh, that's that's actually very yeah. respectful. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. However. um, The boys. We had been, oh yeah, they yeah. don't care. Okay. But we had been dating for, oh, <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> two years, I think. And I was playing a, I was playing a softball tournament up near where her uh, family had currently been living in the um, Belgrade area. You know where Belgrade is? I think so. No, you, you have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Wilmer. The okay. Wilmer, Wilmer area. Sure. Okay. So they were just outside of the Wilmer area and we had been playing a tournament in, I don't know, some city up there, whatever, mm-hmm. North Branch or something. I can't remember. So she said, hey, uh, we're going to come to your guys' game. Um, and I know you want to stay, have a couple beers with the fellas, but just just come back. We'll have dinner. And I said, okay, that's fine. So we played our game, and we, oh, hey, good, great job. We're going we're gonna to head back and start making dinner. I said, all right, cool. I'll, I'll be there in a bit. Well, one beer turned into turned into a couple, <laughs> and then I thought, ah, I better, better head back. And I'd, I'd already missed out on dinner, mm-hmm. so okay. that, was, that was bad. Yeah, you're already too late. Oh, and here I, comes and my, said, my drunk boyfriend, yeah. Well, that wasn't even really, it was sure. just I was, I was super late. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, oh, you know, I, I'm missing out on dinner. I'm sorry about that. Because we didn't even get done with our game until probably like 7.30 that okay. night or whatever. And so um, I'm heading back, and it's dark out, and I'm at a home I'm not terribly familiar with because this is my soon-to-be in-law's mm-hmm. place of residence, and the door was locked. And oh, so no. I'm, I'm calling her, and I'm texting her, and she's not responding, basically to say, well... Good luck. Good, Good luck, luck getting to you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I completely deserved all yeah. of it. Okay, wait. Game was done at 7.30. Is this 8.30, 30, 9.30, 11.30, it's, or 1.30? It's, it's, no, it's not that late. It's okay. probably it's probably close to 10 o'clock, I'm okay. guess. Yeah. But all the lights in the house are off. And people are sleeping. Meaning everybody's yeah. in bed, yeah. including my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. And I remember someone saying, well, the, the, the service door on the backside of the garage is always unlocked. And my and, and Jess's room was in the basement of okay. this of this house. So I thought, oh, perfect. I'll go around the backside. 
I'll come in through the door and then I'll just sneak in because that way I won't wake anybody up. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> what I forgot was that, yes, the service door was unlocked. I'm thinking, all right, good, I can get in. Yeah. So I get in. What I forgot was the the brick stairwell leading downstairs was right next to the service door. Okay. So as I came in, I took a hard right and tumbled down boom, 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 the stairs oh. right into the door. And I'm hurting. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, that was not a wise decision. Yeah. And then um, a few seconds later, the door opens, thinking, oh, please be Jess. Please yeah, be please. Jess. And it, and it wasn't. It was her mother. Okay, good. And I went, oh, this is this is yeah. this is good. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting off to a flying start here. So. Oh no! So I, I can relate to the 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 Bing guy. You uh, had a very very camera. good idea. You could have driven away, crashed your car into a gully no. or a ditch, <laughs> called her, left some kind of frantic messages, slept in your car, and said, I I was coming home at like seven thirty five, and I have been stuck in this ditch. <laughs> And you know what? You would have been the hero instead of the loser because you were definitely the loser Boy, in that that's, case. That's a uh, that's a bold strategy when you're, I mean, when you're running behind. Sometimes you have to do things yeah. that really push it, and and you can't just drive away and say no, 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 I came. You have to like fake a death nearly. Right? <laughs> yeah, I wow. guess so. Yeah, that's it's a lucky that you got married. Yeah, right? that I, she still I, I, yeah, pulled I, through. I am yeah. I am I'm very lucky. I thought that was gonna be a fart story, but it went to you just got no. That's instantly what it reminded me of okay. was me being. A complete dumbass. Oh, just being embarrassed to story. You know, okay, yeah. that that's just as good as the guy farting on the ring camera. You're so, right. So speaking of that, mm-hmm. actually, that's not a transition okay, in any way whatsoever. Where we're going. But you're familiar with Hurricane Ian. It's another passing of wind. There we go. That's the transition. Oh wow, look at you passing from one wind to another. Yes. Now this isn't gonna this isn't gonna in any way upset. The Fratellonis down in Florida. The way, compound. I mean, yeah, I'll just call it the compound. Um, I, did, I just thought of that right now. That, well, it's uh, we're in Naples and Bonita Springs, so that it we're, we don't know where it's going to go. But uh, do they think it's going to hit as a Category Five or still Category oh, Three? Oh yeah, they're evacuating portions of Tampa right now. Yeah, as but we it's speak. still it's when it hits landfall, it's still going to be a Cat Three, isn't that what they say? Well, don't you still want to maybe head north? Ah, cat Three. That's ah, what are you? What is it? It's going to rain. Those things aren't fl- tipping over. Okay. Condo buildings aren't going to tip over with a Cat 3. All it's going right. to be a little windy. Okay. Might lose some power. Some trees might be damaged. Did you know that I, I'm reading a little story, maybe you guys already talked about this on, on okay. GL, that only the Category 5 hurricanes, right, one of the most powerful on Earth, have only hit the United States five times. Really? Yeah. Huh. That seems kind of, oh, no, let me restate that. Out of 1,101 Hurricanes that have hit the United States, 37, so not five, but 37, just 3% have been Category 5. And if you go back, 1935 was the Labor Day storm, Camille in 69, Andrew in 1992, and then the beautiful Michael in 2018 was the last Category 5. So we haven't had a Category 5 for since 2018, yet you'd think we have them quite a lot because we hear that we're getting hit all the time, but in reality, we're just not getting hit by that many. Hmm. But a Category 3 is definitely going to drop some rain. Yes. Yeah. So you're not worried. Okay. Well, I, per- I'm, I live a long way away. I r- found out this morning, and maybe this had already been news, but apparently they have a big tilt in Tampa Sunday night football between Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs, which feature Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. This is one of those mm-hmm. big-time circle-the-calendar matchups yes. that NBC is looking yeah. forward to. Have you heard that they are going to relocate this game, if possible, and one of the options is U.S. Bank Stadium. Really? Yes. It's never coming here. Uh, 
you know, I was thinking about that. They're always going to want a neutral site for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. They're going to want a place where fans can maybe easily travel to. And Minneapolis seems like a, obviously it's driving distance from Kansas City. Yeah. And it seems like a decent flight. I mean, granted, you're probably, if you're flying out of Tampa, you're probably doing to go somewhere where it's safe. Yeah, but you get to Minnesota. You don't want to go up the East Coast because it might travel up the East Coast. Do you remember the year the dome collapsed? I think it was 2010. And the Vikings had to play that neutral site game against the Giants at Detroit's stadium. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of friends who decided to make the road. And the Vikings were awful that year, remember? This was the year after Brett Favre almost took him to the yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. and he came back, and they weren't that good, and they were kind of hurt. Who was our quarterback? Was that Ponder? No, it was still, it was still Favre, still Favre, but, but okay. he, was, he wasn't as, it wasn't as good, was and neither was the yeah, team, okay. and he was just done. Yeah. And he's done now for a lot of other reasons. But I knew a, a, a couple of people that made the trip, and you might be asking yourself, well, why are you about to make fun of them? You do this kind of crap yeah, all, all the time. time. But I'm thinking, all right, to, to get up, and make the way to Detroit between two terrible teams in basically an empty stadium because yeah. they literally just open the doors and let just anybody let in come in yeah. to come watch the game. See, that is one thing we're dumb enough here in Minnesota that we'll pay for that game to see Brady. Well, I was 100% wondering we'll how, pay for that game. how would they even ticket said event? I mean, you have oh. to have some t- type of control over I do that. know one thing, that if you have a, a set of Minnesota Vikings season tickets and you've paid the personal seat licenses, you'll have no bearing on you getting tickets whatsoever. It will have no relevance. It will be open to everybody. I guarantee it, right? Oh, 100%. They're never going to yes. say, hey, Reavers, you've had season tickets yeah. since we opened this. You paid Here's for the personal season. Here's a token of our generosity. Would you like to have access to these $25 tickets? Nope. You'll be just like every other sucker. Okay, so I, I now that I think of this, this would be kind of cool to have this here. If we wouldn't have had the Super Bowl at our stadium, then for sure they'd have it here because people would want to see one of the newer stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. They'd say, hey, not yeah. everybody's made it up to Minnesota. If you didn't make it to the Super Bowl, you might not have had a chance to come see this. It is a wonderful stadium, although one thing that drives me nuts is when you sit on the sunny side of the stadium and you have to have a hat and sunglasses on yeah. indoors. Yep. Like, what is going on? How did they think that was a good idea? Like you're sitting through a window pane. Like who, I just go walk up to a window pane and sit in the sun for five hours. I think I know why they did it. And honestly, it it doesn't bug me. I mean, I go maybe once a year. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. But I can I could say if I was sitting on that sideline with the sun in my that would yeah, that would it's bother annoying. me. But I I do remember thinking that they they might have done that for TV purposes, meaning. It's kind of cool, like it. It looks like you're playing the game outside. So in the middle of December, when it's you know, twelve below zero outside, yeah. it still looks like oh, it's a nice sunny day at the, the dome or whatever. Yeah, but what they're forgetting is that noon on a December day, it's almost dark in Minnesota. That's true. So it really doesn't yeah, even matter. That's a good point. So it, did you? I, I know you. The kerfuffle of the most perplexing last play of the game against the Packers and Buccaneers, where they they had a delay of game. Yeah. And Brady, what was on the jumbotron that gave Brady pause? Did, do you know this? What, what's going no on here? What you're okay, about. so I mean, I know the play you're talking they about. They put but. something up on the jumbotron that Brady saw. And had to change the play because they showed what the play was on the Jumbotron. Whoa. They showed something on the Jumbotron that made Brady say, we can't run that. We're not. We got to change this. And it pushed him to a delay of game. Huh. And right after the game, 
Aaron Rodgers, everyone's favorite quarterback, made a comment like, sometimes even in your home stadium, they put something up on the Jumbotron that doesn't make sense, that doesn't help your team. And it wasn't just the clock, because the clock is everywhere, right? Yeah. That doesn't need to be on the Jumbotron. And it was obvious that— So they showed a formation They or showed something. something on there Interesting. that— Brady saw and said, wait, was, and that was the most perplexing end to a game ever. But one of my favorite tweets, and I shared this yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk, was during that game, the, there was a comedian that I follow that tweeted out, loser of the Aaron Rodgers-Tom Brady game has to call his family. Yeah, that's Which a good I one. thought was hilarious yeah. because if people don't know, Aaron uh. Rodgers has basically distanced himself from his entire family and goes through a new girlfriend every six minutes where... And, Unfortunately, Brady and Giselle seems like they're falling on hard times, and you know who can blame them? I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure both of them will be able to land on their feet hey, if they do decide to split. Hey, that that is the world's smallest violin problem I've ever heard. Right. Giselle and Tom Brady are going to have to split their three billion dollars and True. maybe find. I mean, I he's a, he can go he can go do whatever he wants to do. She has more than one option, probably. Right. One of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, and by the way, one of the richest women in the world. I think they'll be okay. The only thing, though, in a case like this, I do feel bad for their kids. Right, they're not even their kids. That's Bridget Moynihan's kid, isn't it? No, they have they have two children. Yeah, together. but he has one from some other woman he left. Right, he does. So why why should why should uh, Giselle get the benefit of having Tom around all the time? He <laughs> left the other woman. Wasn't she pregnant when he left her? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was pregnant when when he just said. I mean, oh, Giselle's every, an option. Uh, uh, hey, it's I been had great. No idea. <laughs> it's been really sorry. Great. <laughs> and what was your name again? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, I, one of my babies is coming out of you in a while. Good luck to you. Here's a few million bucks. <laughs> All right. And so I, I don't have much. Comp- I mean, do I wish anybody hard times? No. But they're hard times. What are they going to really have to do? Figure out what 120 million dollar estate they're going to split out? Right. Right. Like you know, we I are- know uh, some other guys that are making a little bit more difficult. Well, and we're spending quite a bit of time on football, but I did want to bring up what was my favorite play of the entire weekend hmm. uh, to the point where n- now me and the boy, you know, the boys are getting into sports. It's yeah, so much fun now like to it. watch sports with, with my two kids. And there was a play in the Bills Dolphins game. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but it was towards the end of the game where the Dolphins were backed up into their own, where oh, they were yeah. snapping it. Yeah. And the punter snapped it right into the ass of the guy in front of him. So they called it obviously the butt punt. Yeah. I am not kidding when I say this. Me and my boys must have rewatched that play a hundred times <laughs> because it was we and we laughed every single every time, time. Yeah. because that's hilarious. How ridiculous! Yeah. Look at he punted it right into his right butt, into, Dad. Right, yeah, how would that feel too? That that would moving. hurt. Well, yeah. those punters they don't mess around. But that was uh, there was a clip because you know they do the Manning cast from Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. They have the regular broadcast version. I did not spend a second watching that game. Yeah. And then they have on ESPN two, I believe. Peyton and his brother Eli Manning doing the show, and then they always had like a guest appearance. I think Pat McAfee was on the show yesterday, and they literally spent like five minutes breaking down the play because Pat McAfee was a punter. Yeah, in in football, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, that that is pretty good. Uh, there were some perplexing wins and losses over this last weekend. That's right, the nothing NFL, better though. than the Gopher game. The NFL. Gopher game was unbelievable. Did you watch that Gopher game? Do you watch? You know, honestly, look, you're going to find this shocking. Yeah. I listened to the second half driving home from the Mankato. Football game. Oh, you went to It was that. homecoming, and so okay. my wife and I brought our kids to Mankato homecoming, and then I felt really old. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it? Did uh? Did you the Mankato? It's not Mankato. Minnesota State. Did Minnesota State? Minnesota State. Sorry, yeah. we 
came out victorious. Okay, good. We beat you, Mary, the Marauders, the Marauders. I forget what they're called, the Mar- whatever okay. they are. Uh, we beat you, Mary, uh, in a come-from-behind victory, I will have really? you know. I think it was 31 to 28. But here was the best part. So, and I, Mike, I love football, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I will drive to Mankato on a Saturday to go yeah. watch my alma mater play their homecoming game. I, I just I love watching it. We're at... It was so packed, and I know you've probably never been to Blakesley been there, Stadium. No. So it's no. it's an it's two open ends with two gigantic sets of stands on like both sides of the field. Like a good old school. Correct. Yeah. It's just a great, cool Division II football field, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very close to the action where you, the there's only about 10 feet from the sideline to where the bleachers oh, wow. start. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so... We it was so full on the Mankato side. We How actually full sat on the was it? that we actually sat on the visitors side. Oh wow! And so we had we were we were like on the forty five yard line, about three rows up, right? Okay. Great seats, yeah. and it was see everything great from there. Pretty full on that side. The only thing was we were sitting next to this guy, who no. every time a penalty was called, what are you bleeping? Blah, 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 blah. And I just thought, oh, all right, he's getting a little fired up. So he was wearing the jersey. Of one of the players on, so I'm thinking, okay, either he's the a dad. diehard fan or yeah. it's or it's this kid's dad. Yeah, yep. and the kid was actually a really good receiver. Okay, and so there was a play where an, an incomplete pass, but it looked like you could have maybe called a a foul for holding sure. or whatever interference or whatever. This guy went nuclear to the point where he was probably in the 15th row. He starts to run down to like where the railing is to yep. start yelling at this ref. And I go, just get out there. Yeah. Go go on that you field. Go, you go. You go get him. And I I'm think thinking, you just answered you it. Doing? You just answered a big question of this show. What's that? Why do Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady not talk to their families? Because maybe Aaron Rodgers' dad is did that, that exact guy. same crap. Yes. And he said, guess what, dad? I see you drove me to insanity when I was a kid, and maybe <laughs> I just never want you around ever again. Because that, you, what do you look at when you look at that poor kid? Oh. Because obviously the dad gets that poor kid in the car and says, here's the 15 things you did wrong. Oh, right? yeah, no doubt. And as a kid, I'd look at my you know big fat dad, because I'm sure he was a big fat dad. Mm-hmm. I just have that strange feeling and say, shut up, you loser, because <laughs> you played football 35 years ago and you you know, you know were on the B squad and then dumped yourself. That It just pisses me off when people do that. It uh, just and, drives me freaking nuts. And that's the one thing that has started to seep in now with my involvement with you sports is mm-hmm. you really, I mean, there's a, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of great parents that oh, are involved, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's always that set of parents. Yeah. Or, or just even that dad that's the coach, where it's like, bro, bro, quit doing chill that. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. You're embarrassing yourself. Well, not only— and They don't see it. They just don't they, see it. You're right. right. They don't. And yeah. it's it's like, it's not even that. It's also, aren't you—don't don't you just feel scummy yeah. being that way? Yeah, don't you? And, you know, and some of it's 12-year-old football games. Yes. Right? Chances are, dude, you're five foot seven, 139 pounds. Your kid's not going to make it to the NFL. Right. He's just genetically not well, going to do it. What is it? It's something yeah. like three percent of of uh, players or less than just even go to college. Yes. Yeah. Let alone play professionally. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And then yeah, from there it's another one tenth of one percent or whatever the math is. It's yeah. I, I I've been spending so much time in volleyball reverse. Yep. I mean, I probably spend 24 hours a week. Involved in volleyball someplace. Wow. And it is. So last night, I work all day, right? 
get to volleyball at five o'clock right after work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Couple of kids have a couple of different games. The girls say to me, "Hey, we want to stay watch varsity, right?" Because yep. you know they're pretty young, and so. <laughs> I mean, I'm there. I, I leave CDH. My kids go to Creighton. Yep. I leave Creighton at 9 o'clock. We go to this place to get salads. $59 later for four salads. I was like, what? I thought salads should be free. I had no idea someone would have the audacity to sell them for 59 bucks. We buy $59 worth of salads. I'm at home. It's 10 o'clock. I'm eating a salad thinking, my body doesn't accept salads very well, right? And then I'm going to go try to go sleep for six hours. You know, midnight, you know, in the middle of the night, it's going to say, uh, you know that roughage you put in there, Mike? Uh, that's coming back to Yeah, haunt, we're going to yeah. go ahead and show you what vegetables do to your Where's body, Where's that son. ring camera? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's just, and but everybody at, I'm going to tell you, everybody at the games, we're really good. I'm sitting next to some opponent's families, yep, right? Because yep. I, I don't have to sit on our side. I'm, I'm a gentleman. I can sit anywhere. And people are being nice and people are being good. And it, it's calm. And I'm like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. You clap. You don't get crazy. You don't right. yell. You know, kill them. You don't do any of that. Right? Well, and that uh, oddly enough, so we're gonna kind of you know wander into GL territory here. But we were at the because I said my boys are. We were at the Jordan homecoming game Friday night because mm -hmm. um, the boys are my my oldest is in the Jordan football program. So we thought, oh, his buddies we'll are gonna be there. Like, yeah. It was kind of rainy, kind of cold. So the wife says, you guys go. I'm gonna stay home. That's all, all good. So we went, and I'm thinking, this is. Like Americana. Like yeah. This is, you know, you're at a football game and, and then word started to circulate about the, the shooting, shooting yeah. and in Richfield. And I'm just thinking, I remember standing there watching my kids running around having a, the time of their life mm -hmm. with all their buddies and all of these yeah. other kids that they don't know. And they're, they're trying to emulate the Jordan varsity yeah. team, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, is nothing really safe yeah. and sacred anymore? You know what I mean? And I don't know why that story bugged me as much as it did. I mean, it should bug everybody. Don't get me wrong. But it was just like the innocence of a high school football game. And, and now that's just supposed to be... That's kind of supposed to be off limits. Yeah, it's supposed to be Friday night lights, not Friday night gunfights, right? Correct. I mean, it shouldn't be. Why are we doing this? And if I and I'm not sure about this, but I think many stadiums now and many schools, you have to show your student ID. If you're not a student there, boom, you don't come in. Really? Yeah. So it's like it's only for the opposing team and the current team's student body and the family of that student body, and that's it. And they should just say, "Hey, we're going to play the games, and we don't need to have." 10,000 people here or so, 6,000. We can have 400 people here. You're all students. That's it. So um, let me, let me, I, this is the first I'm ever hearing of this. So is this, is this a Minneapolis thing? Is it's it a, a St. Paul thing? It's a fairly new thing, but I think some more schools, I read that more schools are introducing this in light of that gunplay. Cause I think there was a couple of there situations. There was one in Edina a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Too. So yeah. I mean, I think people are like, oh, that's it. Congratulations. But then I think, the kids that they didn't let in, these these two kids that shot like 14 and 15-year-old kid, right? No, uh, I thought it was older than that. I, that th they were real young. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. no, you're, you're right. The, the kid that was shot was 21. There was yeah. a 21 and okay. an 18-year-old, I right. believe, yeah, that Yeah, you're, you're not a kid when you're 21. Sorry. Right? Anyway. Did he have any, did the 21-year-old have anything to do with it? I have was no it, was idea. It, did they get uh, friendly fire or was it, you know? No okay. idea. So, But it, I think it was a couple of real young kids shooting and they were not allowed into the game. Right. So someone at the door gate said, hey, sorry, gents, can't come in. And then something happened outside the gates. Wow. And I, I don't know the full story or how that's ever going to play out. And, you know, it, it's really funny because you guys have been really going on this that food program story. Yep. Right. And I listened to GL yesterday when they talked when when Joe talked about the judge 
who said, wait, 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 Governor Walls, I did not okay the payments. Yeah, right, right. And it was funny because a couple of days later, Joe was reading that and I said, oh, well, maybe this isn't that much of a story anymore, right? It's a huge fraud story. Mm-hmm. But if a judge actually okayed the payments and forced the state of Minnesota to do it, then, but then you find out the next day the judge says, time out. That's not how it happened. I did not okay the payments. And, you know, and Walls is going to get in a little bit of trouble for this for saying, hey, we need to check out the judge. But it's just, I almost, I know on GL, you guys have that 48 hour rule. Man, it's becoming longer and longer and longer. And everything you read, you have to look through a lens of, is that just BS? Because is it going to totally change tomorrow? Well, and that's why, because so many people, myself included, have so many trust issues as it relates to the press, Mm -hmm. as it relates to politicians, as it relates to basically everything. Everything. You know, and that's why, okay, I have waited along and, or waited that allotted time, and, oh, I've waited to see if there's more information that comes up, but sometimes you can't even trust that process, to be honest. And, you know, the press, with, I, I even think that oftentimes the press, they want to do the right thing. They want to actually report it really, really well in many cases. The problem is, is it's one person. Yeah. They don't have, they can't follow up a story for 15 days. They're on to the shooting at the high school. They're on to, you know, a hundred different things. So you can't follow these stories through. Right. That's why it's it's imperative that you guys, I'm going to put this back on Garage Logic, that you stay on those stories like the food scam, right? This 200 and some million dollar food scam, one of the largest frauds in the United States history. Well, that's why when Joe, we were, I think it was Friday's show, we were kind of winding her down. And I remember because we had started a little bit early that day um, because Joe had a meeting that he had to get to that Friday afternoon. And so I remember towards the end of the program, that's when the the bomb dropped of the $46 billion mm-hmm. Uh, employment, yeah, scam, payroll, payroll scam, yep. and I'm thinking, holy crap! Yeah, just and and I, honestly, that was my first reaction when the food fraud program story surfaced. It was like, well, hey, I don't doubt this for a second that this took place. And then I thought, well, how much more of this crap is going on? Mm. And oh, by the way, the president just hired eighty-seven thousand, or is about to hire eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents. To come after more of your money. You know what I like about that 87,000 IRS agents is that who's going to do that? How are they going to pot? You can't hire anybody today. Right. Right. There's not 87,000 people standing on the sidelines that one are accountants, two are willing to carry a gun. Right. Because do you know IRS agents carry guns? I did not until this story broke. It is shocking that if you read what IRS agents are asked to do that potentially could they could get in gunfights with people. You're yeah. like, wait, what? I always see an I my my little cartoon bubble of an IRS agent is like a smart accountant sitting there. You see at, us at nerds a desk. Yeah, like well, I desk. see like a regular guy yeah. sitting at a desk saying, Oh, you know, line twenty seven was supposed to be, you know, from line thirty eight. Like, come you need on, Mike. Put Mike, a cover this. page in your TPS report. Yeah, I mean it, it, I, I never even thought they were agents that carry guns. <laughs> you don't where is it, where are they going to find eighty seven thousand of those? There are no eighty seven thousand of those. It's impossible. Nice. I, I just have no idea. So I mean, we it, it's the money today. I read a story, Reavers, mm-hmm. that um, since our current president, President Biden, great guy, right? Mm-hmm. We sure. all love him. Since he he took office, seven point six trillion dollars has been lost in the stock market. And then I think wait, wait, well, wait. seven point six trillion. trillion. 
has been lost. Lost. So just you know, the, the loss of value in the stock market is down seven point six trillion. And I'm wow. like, wait, is that is that right? Because there's you know, the the deviation from billion to trillion is pretty big, right? You know, wow. there's a, a thousand billions in a trillion, and it's like, wait, how? how? Is there $7.6 trillion in the stock market? I, I never even had a clue. And I don't check to see if that number's right. I didn't so go accounting. and I'm not debate, I'm not doubting your information. Yeah. But let me ask you a question because you're a lot smarter with money than I am. So the money is lost, $7.6 trillion. It goes somewhere, correct? Uh, no. Just the value has been lost, right? But I, okay, so I paid $100 for stock in Acme Tools. Yep. Okay. And Acme Tools, okay, I, I just bought $7 trillion in Acme Tools stock. That money went somewhere. Yes. Where did it go? Okay, so it, this, okay, let me see if I can do this. And I could be totally wrong because, I mean, technically, when we do lose $7.6 trillion, that money's gone, right? It changed hands from one person to another person. Yeah, but guess right? what? Who cares if we're wrong? Yeah. Okay. Well, here, right here. So I'm reading this story right now that was just posted on the 26th. Falling stock prices have wiped out more than nine trillion dollars in U.S. in U.S. wealth from U.S. households so far this year. Okay. Right. I mean that that is unbelievable. It went from 42 trillion down to 33 trillion by the end of the second quarter. I mean that is unstinking believable. Wow. So it's you. What I, I think people may not get, and, and maybe I don't get it, but like if I buy a share of 3M for 100 bucks, yeah. 3M doesn't get that money, right? right? 3M only got that money when they introduced that share for the first time. Okay. But the people inside 3M, the shareholders and the executives and the people that run 3M have, have options on the stock, they want the stock to climb up. So when you sell shares of 3M, that doesn't hurt 3M per se. It affects any individual shareholder of 3M. Ah, right. Okay. So, but to lose nine and a half trillion dollars or nine trillion dollars, that seems like a lot of dollars. It, all of a sudden, we're at the trillions mark. And and when are our politicians going to come out with a bill that not COVID related that says, "Hey, we'd like to have a budget of two point one trillion dollars," and all of it just becomes fake and phony money? And I think the bigger the number gets, the less people pay attention to it. Right. You are a very smart guy. Oh, thank you. And what I always like to say when I hear that type of information is, I'm so glad that I have bartending brain. Yeah. Do you know what bartending brain is? Uh, I'm going to say common sense. Sort of. Okay. Bartending brain. And and this is not a rip, by the way. Mm. So for those of you that are that are thinking that I, this is an insult, I, I'm using this on myself because yeah. I was a bartender for a long, long time. Bartending brain is having a mile long of information about an inch, inch thick. deep. Yep. Do you know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's what I am. I don't even yeah. know if there's yeah. if there's a better way to describe that because huh. you have to be able to have multiple conversations with all sorts of different types of mm-hmm. people for a very short period sure. of time. In some cases, in other cases, there's a guy that just sits there for hours and hours and hours and wants to tell you his entire life story and you pretend that he's interesting. Because you have to. You got to. Until it's you're, you're time for you to, to kick him, him out, yep. um, which you know has happened from time to time. <laughs> but that's what I, I'm thinking. Oh, my God. I don't know really 
I don't really comprehend a lot of that, but I comprehend just enough to kind of know what you're saying. That was uh, my nickname in high school, Mile Wide, Inch Deep. That's what <laughs> that's what they called me. There, there goes Rattaloni, Mile Wide, yeah, Inch Deep. There he is again. You know, you just you don't. It, it's funny because I I would rather have that, right? I would rather have a working knowledge of a whole bunch of things. Okay. Right. I can't rebuild an engine. Do I conceptually know how one works? Yeah. I'm 100%. I get what a camshaft does. Okay. I, I get what that does. Okay. It, you know, yeah, I get it, right? But I do. would I be able to go and do it? Oh, not today. Would I want to do it? Nah, not really. <laughs> but but I, 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 I get the concept, right? Yeah. And I, I feel like in the hardware business, more than anything, you know, we have 35,000 unique individual items at our stores, and that forces you to become a mile wide real quick because- well, People ask you about everything. I told you this a hundred times, and in honestly, I'll probably have my kid do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Having a job at the hardware store in high school was one of the greatest things that happened to me. Yeah, and I'm dead serious because a it taught you how to deal with a lot of different types of people, mm-hmm. and it just taught you kind of general basic knowledge of a lot of different types of things. Absolutely, and, and if you spend a little bit of time there, like more than just one summer. You pick up some oh, real skill God, sets. Yes, one hundred percent. That's probably why your wife is so satisfied with you, right? Because you just you can. You're like, honey, I got this. Yeah. Oh, that pre- glass broke. Get out of my way. Hey, I got this. I got it from here, babe. Yes. I'll, t- you, I'll take you it. You sit there and you relax. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a- you're. You couldn't have hit that more on the really? head. Really? Okay, just good. Did. See, yeah. I can read you, Reavers. <laughs> I read when you're feeling good, when uh, everything's going well. Thank you, Michael. You're yeah. the best. Hey, Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to this uh, award-nominated podcast on whatever platform you happen to be listening to. We greatly appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.